Ladies and gentlemen, we present Sexual Assault in a Song. Absolutely. I was going to oh. say. <laughs> I was going to say, Alan Thick, everybody. I, no, I mean, no, Robin no, Thick. Yeah. <laughs> you got to qualify that. Alan uh, Thick yeah. is an innocent man. Uh, yeah, he is. He's a great guy, too. What a what a man. What a uh, Alan Thick, dude. That guy was a, a man's man. We, we will have to uh, educate Sage on the finer points of Marvin Gaye utilizing the riff that this <laughs> had. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they they Th- that's borrowed. Awkward. They borrowed from. I'm gonna teach you a little about Marvin Gaye. See. <laughs> hey, listen. I didn't say Barry White. So come on. Yeah, I'm gonna teach you about Barry White. Then, I, re- then I really would be in. <laughs> Where's our HR department? When we need it. Shh. Oh, come on. God. Don't give me in. Okay, I'm I'm red. I'm sure I'm very red at this point, right up here where where I have to polish. And yes, Troy Coverdale, David G, with you. Okay, all right. Chiefs Broncos tomorrow. Yes, thirteen straight is the bid for the Chiefs tomorrow. Wow! But here's the importance of it. I mean, in all honesty, it's nothing for the Broncos. It's Drew Locke being a bad quarterback yet again. And a guy who's had no success against his hometown team. No. Um, Chiefs need this one and some help to put themselves into the number one spot again in the AFC. Or they're playing next weekend. Right. Uh, The revamped playoffs this year. Setting the stage for literally the number one seed gets the bye next weekend and everybody else plays. Mm. That's huge. It's a big one. And, and, you know, I saw the scenarios of who their opponents could be. Not a great draw at all for the Chiefs. And it's one of those deals. I have a friend, not a Chiefs fan, who is like, I am thoroughly enjoying this Bengals-Chiefs game. (laughs) This is amazing. And it was just like, if I could have been able to do that, take myself out of it and just enjoy the game for what it was, it was a great, um, you know, it was a great end of season NFL football game. It was a well, classic bas- uh, classic football game, but it really threw a wrench in the things that the Chiefs were attempting to get done. It really hurt them. This is also, though, where getting out to a 3-4 and four start hurt them. Also very, very true. Very true. Coming back from that, you know, just amazing. The way that they've been able to call back, but that start for sure is now haunting them. Here's the interesting aspect of this. Let me get the official number here in front of me. Because we find ourselves with what is essentially an unprecedented weekend in NFL history. And it comes the first year that they play the Week 17 games. Or have 17 games, I should say, playing in Week 18 here. Right. 13 of the 16 have a bearing on the playoff bracket. Wow. 18 teams are still mathematically eligible for the playoffs nuts that's the most since 20 teams were alive in 2006 going into the final weekend this played out exactly the way the nfl wanted it to play out in terms of the overall picture this couldn't have happened any better for the nfl you don't have one team that's dominated everything all year unless you want to look at the packers 
but even they have their flaws. This is tremendous. This is great. It's great NFL football. I mean, really, this weekend, everything coming down to this weekend, because you got to think, how many years has it been where everything's been set in stone, and this week you're like, ah, we're not going to play anybody. You know, and the, the attendance goes way down because people are like, well, I'm not going to go because I don't want to watch Dave Craig. I don't want to. <laughs> there was a time that they wanted right, to watch Dave I, Craig, but I don't yeah. want to watch Sage Rosenfels. You know, I'm tired of that guy. I don't want to watch that. But this weekend is going to be a tremendous for football. I can't wait. I'm in the midst of a debate with someone, and for those who don't know who Michael DeCourcy is, Mike has been a longtime columnist and reporter, college basketball guy for the Sporting News, and does work with Big Ten Network. Ah. Tremendous guy. Knows that game exceptionally well. He's also a big Steelers fan. (laughs) Worked in Pittsburgh for a number of years before he went to work for the Sporting News. But he was in, we've been in the discussion today with a couple of people about Major League Baseball. And small markets. And why is it the NFL is able to do what they're doing versus why the small markets are what they are? And this person is saying, well, you don't have to change the economic structure all that much in baseball because this, 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 and this. One of the big factors in how the NFL has gotten to the point that it is literally 13 teams, 13 games rather, of 16 games this weekend have a bearing on the playoff bracket. How do you get there in in one way? Salary cap. Plays a role. But that also means that there's something else on the business side, too. Mm. Revenue sharing. I was going to say TV contracts have a lot to do with it, and it's like they are doing this new kind of blood thing with the Amazon Prime stuff. That's more money. That's new money. They do. They have to do something about that in baseball because it's kind of wonky. The way they got, I mean, the way it got done now. If you didn't have a certain cable provider in Kansas City, you couldn't watch the Royals. You are dead on right. That's messed up. You are dead on right that that is what's going to have to change. They have to change. But again, here's here's where this discussion goes. If you look at it from the NFL side, and I'm not sure how much people understand the history of where the revenue-sharing aspect came into into play. Um, And the only reason I got into this tangent this week, there is a silly man in New York who has filed a lawsuit in an attempt to mandate that the Giants and Jets must remove New York from their names if they do not return to playing in New York oh State. Oh, my God. He has filed a class action lawsuit <laughs> to mandate that the, that New York must be eliminated from the Giants and Jets identifications or that if they, they are to use those, then come 2025, they must return to the state of New York. Wow. 2025 is when the contracts with the New Jersey Exposition and Stadium Authority, a.k.a. MetLife Stadium, closes out. 
Good luck with that one, man. Well, okay, here, here's part of the problem. Giants spent the bulk of the money on that stadium. Jets <laughs> followed suit. Uh, it's their stadium. Right. It's, it, you know, New Jersey, in, in a way, owns it, but yet it's still the Giants and the Jets stadium, shared stadium. Okay, so the guy files the suit. It, it's a joke. It's a complete joke. But one of the things that was brought up was this piece of history about the Giants. Wellington Mara bought the Giants for 500 bucks. Wow. Wow. First of all, Wellington Mara, um, long, long, long passed away, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he, he, like, he'd be like 137. Along right those lines, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But his son is also very old. Yes. <laughs> right, the Mara is very old. Uh, 500 bucks. 500 bucks. Oh, my God. The Giants, of course, being one of the originals yeah. in the league. $500 bought them the team. So, and it's parlayed into how many billions, billions of dollars at this point. And so that's where this little tangent got into, because then you get into revenue sharing. Wellington Morrow was a proponent from day one of revenue sharing in the league, because you recognize that if Green Bay doesn't exist, he doesn't have a potential opponent in Green Bay. Right, right. That's why the Dayton Triangles didn't make it. <laughs> you know, because right. nobody helped them out. Right. And they folded after three seasons. Or the Mudville Canaries, they're done. You know, because no one helped. Recognize that essentially the league is a team of its own. It's a team of teams. Right. And the owners are, that's what's so funny is these guys are all buddies. You know, they're all buddies because they know you work with me, I work with you, and we're all going to collect a check. You know, right. We are all going to do just fine. Okay. Now, you tell me in New York City right now with ownership of the two baseball teams, who of those two is going to sit there and say, yes, revenue sharing should take place neither in one baseball? Of them. Probably neither one of them. Uh, the Yankees. Steinbrenner's a no. No, pure principle, no. And the Mets, because they're trying to pretend that they're on the same level, so they want to say the same things. No, neither team. See, and that's where the difference lies between the NFL and why you get a week 18, like what we will see this weekend, versus not being able to watch your Kansas City Royals on a cable provider because they're not streaming or or not uh, being carried by that provider anymore. It's crazy. Because it's all boiled down to local rights. Right. There's your difference. Ugh. No revenue sharing or very limited revenue sharing versus revenue sharing. Mm. And so you have the ebb and flow and parity. As much as people may not like the word, it is what you have in the NFL. And, oh, hey, hey what do you know? It drives excitement. It does. And I'll tell you this, too. I used to get um, – when I was a kid, I also – I cheered a lot for the Bengals. I loved the Bengals. So this weekend was a little weird for me. Um, the NFL Pro Shop. I used to get a magazine early '90s of the NFL Pro Shop, and they would have different merchandise for mm-hmm. each team. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of things that weren't available for the Bengals or the Browns or the smaller market teams. Couldn't come up with the money to pay for their their share of NFL stuff. Until these TV deals started to kick in, because we had, you know, Fox came in and said, "We're going to take it. We want John Madden and Pat Summerall plus 
all of these games as well and just started driving up that price. Mm-hmm. And then the pie gets a little bit bigger. And then all of a sudden, can you imagine going to NFLShop.com and your team's stuff isn't available? The that's, Sears catalog right, right, was that way. Right, and, and you're like, that's insane. That's insanity. But now with revenue sharing, we can all play. We can all have our jackets out there too. It's also the difference between the NFL and the college game. Yeah. It's why we have an all-SEC uh, final coming up on Monday night, and people are grumbling and upset because here we go again. You don't have the same parity. You're never going to have the same parity. And, you know, again, the NCAA, in terms of oversight, isn't going to change that. And, you know, there, there's never going to be something called revenue sharing there no. other than the dispersal of the TV rights for varying stuff. Right. And— I did think it was interesting. Charlie Batch, former um, Detroit Lions quarterback, he went to Eastern Michigan in college. And so he told, he went on Twitter and said, Caleb Thompson, if you come to Eastern Michigan, we'll give you a million dollars. You will get a million bucks to go to college, go to school here. He did not choose Eastern Michigan. No, he chose Nebraska <laughs> right. today, by the right, way. Yeah, we'll get you a million bucks too. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I mean, so the haves are going to have there. Uh-huh. Um, but again, the NFL figured out that in the special sauce, uh-huh. revenue sharing must be a part of it. They figured it out. They figured it out decades ago. Right. And here we have Major League Baseball in a potential lockout. Ugh. And it could be a lengthy one. It could. Because the ownership is entrenching into, I don't know if you saw this last week, Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic and Fox and at the time, MLB Network lost his MLB Network gig because he had the tenace, term, the uh, temerity to criticize Commissioner Rob Manfred oh, in an boy. athletic column. Oh, boy. The other guy's thin-skinned, man. And, and, and someone pointed out uh, that, and th- this was a reporter from Toronto, pointed out that the only time that he ever had a commissioner call him was the one time that he was critical of Manfred in a column. Yeah. This guy's thin-skinned, man. Exceptionally thin-skinned. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, he's doing the owner's bidding. <laughs> Yay! Oh, wait. That sucks. This guy. So man. I don't know how that's how ownership situation is going to play out, uh, or the uh, lockout situation is going to play out anywhere <sighs> where positive this year. I just don't see it. He's This era's Gary Bettman. Well, but, you know, he's also got right behind him the the uh, I, I wanted jokingly referred to him as you know something along the lines of Karnak the Magnificent, but he's nowhere as humorous. No, uh, but but pulls the strings, and that's uh, and that's Mister Chicago himself, uh, uh, Reinsdorf. Right, the, big right, the hard hard line, the hardest line of the hard lines. Right, right. He ain't playing ball. No, I mean Reinsdorf's how we got Bud Selig as commissioner. <laughs> right. So, yeah, anyway. When we continue, number one song of the day, coming back on a Friday, this is the game. If there was ever any doubt that 
Lionel Richie was going to have a career outside of the Commodores. I think this song and the album it was on put that to bed pretty quick. Absolutely. And uh, isn't this the video where the gal's blind? Yes. That cemented him as a real hero in my mind. Also, like all kidding aside, because I love that Starburst commercial that they somebody built a head with Starburst based on this video. Anyway, Lionel Richie, all kidding aside, has a beautiful voice. I mean, fantastic. And this guy, it never gets old listening to this guy. He's awesome. Two weeks at number one in 1984. Woo! Taking it all the way back. Co-lead singer of the Commodores in the 70s, went solo in 1982. That video you mentioned was a big part of what (laughs) propelled this song to number one because it seemed like that everywhere you went, you saw that video on MTV. Absolutely. And Lionel Richie, an early uh, MTV like superstar. This guy, all of his videos, he was just all over in pastel clothes that no one would ever wear ever again. Unfortunately, that was about three versions of his face ago. <laughs> oh, don't give him a hard time now, Troy. He and he and Kenny Rogers had more work done on there. Oh boy, they're also very good friends, and we'll Absolutely. get into that tangent in a moment. <laughs> The singer, songwriter, musician, record producer from Tuskegee, Alabama. Nice. Has sold over 100 million solo records worldwide. 10 studio albums. 16 top 40 hits. This was the fourth of his five number ones. Ooh. Top, five top number ones? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The album was Can't Slow Down. Mm-hmm. His second studio album. Man, they, you ever, said, they say if you ever encounter him, though, don't ask the question. What? Hey, is that girl really blind? No. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Oh, he don't like that. Singer says he hears it constantly. Oh, boy. Come up with something better. <laughs> Come up with something different. Pretty much anywhere anywhere he goes. Do a play on words on one of his Commodore's hits. <laughs> then he'll be like, ah, I like this guy. He says he watched beautiful women walk past when he was young, but was too shy to talk to them. Is and thought, and somehow the lyric developed from that. He Oof. thought to himself, hello, is it me you were looking for? Dude. He started to write the song years later using the phrase, got stuck, gave up, his record producer liked the line and urged him to finish it. And th- thank goodness that guy talks some sense into Lionel Richie because this song is a banger. Love this one. The same year he released it, however, uh oh, songwriter Marjorie White sued Lionel Richie. What? Claiming that "Hello" was based on her 1978 song "I'm Not Ready to Go." No, she's an idiot. Mitch was unable to find the track on YouTube, so we cannot play Did They Steal It. We cannot confirm nor deny. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm always going to lean with Lionel. So that lady, yeah, why don't you get out of here? The court also leaned with Lionel in this case. He won the court case. There's not a court in America that's going to go against Lionel Richie, America's sweetheart? Wait a minute, Sage, wait, what? Sage, stop with that. 
America's Sweetheart. I mean, I was just thinking that I have a problem with uh, suing people for music rights in general. So that's just my personal thing. I don't think it should be a thing that... Is happening. I only think you should you should sue Ed Sheeran because he's the only one who consistently steals. I mean, this coming from the gal who played blurred lines earlier. That's true. That's true. She's questionable. Which which questionable. wound up in court with because it was a borrowed oh riff from Marvin Gaye. That. I forgot. That's why that. that was the Marvin Gaye reference I made earlier. Oh, Troy, Troy, Troy. I forgot about that, and then you made you said that, and then it sounded weird, and we all forgot about it. And then here we're all the way back to and Lionel it, and Richie. It all sounded weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lionel. He's never been in any trouble, has he? Received a Kennedy Center honor in 2017. Oof. Is judge, of course, on American Idol. Joined that show in 2018. Oh yeah, that's right. Katy Perry, Luke Bryant, the other judges on the current edition of it. <laughs> Lionel's like, no, 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 this is how you sing it. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that is striking, I mentioned he really was good friends with Kenny Rogers. The gambler? And when, and I forget when, what event it was that Kenny was presented for, and Lionel delivered one of the great speeches on Kenny's career. Really? And in many ways, Lionel, if you if you dig into some of his stuff, um, there is a country tinge to it. Huh. Even this, if you really listen to the beat here a little, it's kind of got that cowboy too. It does, it does. To it. And yeah. so he and Kenny Rogers were good friends. Hmm. And Lady was actually Lionel Richie's song. No way. Don't do that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Wow. I did not know that. And that's where that friendship began to blossom then. And Lionel Richie had gone on, has done songs with Alabama. <laughs> and, I mean, just, yeah. The- he's, 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 he's got quite the breadth of musical ability yeah. in terms of his writing. The history and the legend. To go from the Commodores and the 70s in their R&B to being a part of the country genre even into the late 90s. Countries, and then this is kind of food for less E kind of. (laughs) Anytime you hear the guitar start to get wonky like that, it kind of feels like a a food for less. But the legend of Lionel Richie continues to grow thanks to Troy Coverdale <laughs> educating us all on how many like awesome things he's done. I love it, man. Lionel, good job. And of course the Jerry Curl that, you know. Oh, from outer space, dude. It looked great. <laughs> looked fantastic. I want one now because of him. Oh. Give it, Lionel. Say, do you like Lionel Richie? Ready? Go. Yes. Okay, thank you. You can stay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, uh. Yeah, Lady, written by Lionel Richie, first recorded by Kenny Rogers, released in 1980 on Kenny's Greatest Hits. Unbelievable. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to double verify that. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. But that gets into, again, they were longtime friends. Even as uh, Lionel was still with the Commodores. Wow. Because, again, he didn't leave that group until 1982. 
Man, people are like, what's Kenny Rogers doing here? Oh, he's friends with Lionel Richie. Well, and see, Rogers didn't write his songs. And so he needed to pull on other songwriters. And Lionel Richie's like, I'm right here. You know, the irony of it is that he actually wrote it for the Commodores. He actually wrote Lady for the Commodores, but they didn't, as a group, didn't want it. They go, yeah, yeah, right. You want to, yeah, we want to, we want to get somebody else writing songs for his Lionel. Oh. He calls themselves, by the way, the, the pairing of the two of them, the oddest of odd couples. Yeah. But it was them. It works. And so they were very good friends. And when, and keeping in mind, you also have in Lionel Richie going solo, he had someone that he could talk with about that <laughs> in Kenny Rogers. That's weird, man. I do, you know, it's just like they're so different on the front, you know, like just a country music guy, gambler, and then Lionel Richie, R&B, Commodores kind of guy. It's just so funny that they were able to, to have a friendship where they could talk about it. You know, because I can be like, Lionel Richie's like, I'm a better singer than you. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. What do you mean? Oh, Lionel, that's cool. That's cool news. Change this from number one song of the day to cool news with troycoverdale.com. I like it, man. Still amazing. Yeah. Just, you know, and, and Mitch and I got into the discussion yesterday how many of the songs really, as you got into the 80s even, still were short-termers as number one songs in terms of weeks. Right. And this was still a point where uh, the music charts, where, where the genres weren't as isolated out as what they are now. <laughs> right, right, right. And so this was literally just a two-weeker. Man, would, come on. Would this be a pop song today? Would this be something that you would hear across the hall today? I think so. I really do. I think this would be a lot longer than two weeks at number one. <laughs> You know what? I don't doubt that at all. I think this one is a Sunny 102, though. I think this is more well, of a Sunny yes. 102 point feel. Not just because of, like, well, they would play that right now, <laughs> but just this here. And then you got, you know, the girl, the blind girl. Huh? Huh? What's going on? Oh, it's a thing of Lionel Richie. It would be a Sunny song. And that's okay. That's okay. It does make me wonder, though, when Ghost was written. <laughs> Did they rely on the video to this song for the pottery scene? What? <laughs> I rely on this video for everything. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. For just one thing. I don't know, dude. <laughs> it it just came to mind. Yeah, I, yeah. You know. Yeah. I, it, okay, one of the... <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. Every time I need some inspiration, I think of this song, I get all fired up, I think about the video. I plug the video into YouTube and I go, I can do anything. This is how you wound up with a daughter, huh? <laughs> hey, don't spread the game out there like that, man. We continue with more on the game in a moment. Before we get into Ask Us Anything to close out the week, 
high school basketball coming up in minutes as Manhattan High is at Highland Park tonight. Mitch Fortner has the call for you coming up. Just saw this Jim Gaffigan joke pass through my Twitter timeline. <laughs> Go ahead. What is it? Boy, pet stores don't like it when you ask what's the most delicious animal you sell. <laughs> no. Jim. <laughs> Come on. That's good, though. That is really, uh, <laughs> really good. Allow, oh. me, allow me an ask anything item. Let's start with this one because... I was in a store the other afternoon, and okay. guess what I saw at the uh, counter? The People Magazine edition with Betty White's picture on the cover. Oh. Still the Betty Turns 100. What's the worst-timed media release you've ever seen oh. slash heard of? Oh, no. Okay, so for one, I'll, I'll stick with sports. Uh, when Chicago... The Bears did Q. They released like a Twitter thing with a picture of Andy Dalton, and it said QB one on it. And then like a week later, they drafted Justin Fields. <laughs> that was like, wait, that was that didn't take long. They saw him in practice for one week and like get him out of there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, you know, and we always laugh about it with the championship gear that winds up getting shipped over to Ooh. other countries. Yes, oof. Such as the Liberty Bowl champion T-shirt that hangs in the uh, office over here, oh, the sports office. It hurts. Uh, for, for, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just it just struck me as I know that you've got everything buried into that issue this this week, but uh, you but you couldn't change the cover at all. No, it's her comedic timing. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> they, it's a perfect comedic timing by Betty White. It was fantastic. A little dark, but perfect. He got one? Um, any pr- release? You, do you know? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll circle back. Um, first of all, a quick programming note. No combat sports this weekend. No UFC, no boxing. Hey. What? None. It's next week. We'll start to see some. And we're going to see some heavy hitters next week. Can't wait to uh, throw that in there at the end of the show. What is criminally overpriced to you? For me, the boss, a.k.a. my wife, said... Go ahead. Let's shop around for internet. Where our contracts oh. up? Shop around to see what the. Oh my god! I'm gonna. You know how like you can dig a hole and build a well and get water? How come I can't just put a thing up in the air and catch some internet rays? What's that about, guys? Well, you can, but you also have to pay for those. That's ah. called. That's called wireless. Oh god, I hate this. Um. Yeah, I'm afraid to see what mine's going to do here because we're coming up on a year. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, just wait. You know, yesterday with all the thoughts back to 1-6, literally <laughs> I was putting together the apartment that day. So oh, no. I know that our contract's coming up. Um, we had soda. a lot of... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no reason why a 24-pack should cost $10 now. Absolutely. And it does. And it does. It does. Someone should go to jail for that. Sage, you're even criminally overpriced. Honestly, I think funerals are criminally oh, overpriced. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> wow, yeah. I mean, the people are already dead, let's right. face it. Um, right. <laughs> That's a great I, I'll, answer. I'll, I'll let you get into the conversation with my wife about what the gravestones are priced at. That's a great answer. And how badly uh, behind schedules they are. 
because of the supply chain currently. Oof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. People, it's, it's been an interesting year and a half in that area. Oh, I had somebody go, that's a really good business to get into. And I go, yeah, but I mean, come on, man. I mean, it, it, no. is, it is a good business. Everybody's dying to get into it. Hey, oh, oh, my God. Um, hey, what's a movie that everybody, you feel like everyone has seen, but you have not? Everybody's always talking about, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, did you see that? Remember that part of the movie? What do you got, Sage? Um, I mean, it took me a while to watch uh, Infinity War, but I've since seen that movie uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. But I don't have one off the top of my head that's like, I haven't seen it and everybody's like raving about it. Are, like, what are, the heck? Are you a big movie person? Yeah, for the okay, most part, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So... This one's gonna be tough for someone like Sage or Sam Honeybuns to to. Work. It's a tough question to ask them because they see the movies. They're like, if I want to sure. see it, I go see it. Sure, idiot. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I'm the one, the Spider Man, the new. Everybody's seen the new Spider Man except me. Don't go spoiling it for me. <laughs> Does he shoot webs out of his his hands? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was dumb. <laughs> um. Lord of the Rings. Whoa! Okay, Troy. Back away from the... Also, I've never read the books. Oh, yeah, well... I That's mean, a little different. Yeah, who's into learning? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it, ironically, most of the movies that I have seen over the last few years have been on trips where basically we were absconced to a bus for a while <laughs> and... Hey, turn on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. We're that, going. <laughs> that was not happening. No, no. Yeah, after a while, like, turn it off, please. Uh, right. Uh, one more. How about that? Um, what is the worst advice someone's ever given you? Worst <laughs> advice that someone has ever given me? Uh, be yourself was one. Somebody told me to do that on a date once, and it, uh, yeah, she didn't want to go on a date ever again with me. She hated me, and I thought, boy, that was bad advice, pal. Said, be yourself. Thanks a lot. Ugh. Um. Boy, that is that's a it's a toughie. Oh, I I know I know. What not necessarily advice, but you know, kind of. <laughs> Get out of singing. Whoa. Of course, this was a music teacher telling me this in grade school. <laughs> I proceeded to get a one at state. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> I got a one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she had to play piano for it. It was beautiful. Ooh, so did you do the fist pump like in her face? No, oh. no, no, no. But it was, yeah. Still, it a was little, nice, to, rough, it's nice yeah. to stick it to somebody who, who did something like that. Right. Um, do you remember the first TV show you ever watched? First TV show I ever watched. Well, do you remember the first TV? Like, like maybe not the first TV show I ever watched, but the first one you remember. Like, you can really remember in your mind. For me, it's Magnum P.I. I remember that. I might not have watched it, but I remember the... You know? Depends on if you want to qualify public television or... Series. Yes, I want to qualify public television. I mean, the electric company, man. Ooh. The children's programming back then was hot. It was mm-hmm. good stuff, man. You, do you realize that Morgan Freeman was on 
the electric company. I did see something about it, but I've never actually seen mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. It, it's tough to find the episodes. It really actually is surprisingly tough to find the episodes. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I want to. I, I, I definitely want to see that. Sage? Anything? I'm sorry. I was not paying attention <laughs> to the question. <laughs> first, first TV show that you have a recollection of watching. Yeah, that's a good The idea. first TV show that I have a recollection of watching. I mean, growing up on the nursery shows and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. They had cartoons like The Backyard Again that I remember watching. The Okay, first of all, it's a great name for a TV show. Um, secondly, I want to fr- push past... The you want to get stuff. past the children's stuff. And I want to remember the first adult show adult that you remember. Yeah, show. where you're okay. like, oh, wow. Gotcha. Mom, gotcha. I want to watch Blue Bloods. And everybody's <laughs> like, what? Um, You know, for some reason, I got really into ABC Family, which is now Freeform. Uh-huh. And I watched things like Switched at Birth. And um, my friends watched Pretty Little Liars and stuff like that. Whoa. And you were little. Yeah. I was, I was pretty young at that point. Pretty Little Liars <laughs> is for... Uh, big kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <Maybe>. know. <laughs> what are you watching, Pretty Little Liars? Or Switched at Birth? Oh, my God. I do remember the first time I watched Wife Swap. Oh, my. I was like, what in the heck is this? And it was that lady who was freaking out because the, the other family wasn't Christian. And so she, like, tore up the check. Like, she ripped the check in half and threw it on the ground. And then somebody went and taped it back together. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't know if they'll accept it, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, one more. Since we just got word, we got one more here. Pick the best years and genre of music. Like, maybe you're an 80s hair metal guy. Maybe you're a late 90s hip-hop kind of guy. That's an impossibility That's for me because one. I uh, because I listen to so much different stuff. Right. Um, I would say that I do tend to be partial to '80s pop, maybe verging a little more towards hip hop. Ah, wow! A little Run DMC. I mm-hmm. think we've talked about. Oh yeah. This. You got a little uh, uh, Chuck D in your life, some Beastie Boys possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you're at. I saw Public Enemy in concert. Whoa! When? Kansas City, 1992? Wow. 91, 92, something in that range. Wow. It was rather interesting. Yeah, I bet it was <laughs> for Troy. I, know, I I respect them, you know, I respect oh, I, them I enjoy time. Public Enemy. That's yeah. I love them, but it's just like, what's up with me? I'm Chuck D. It's Public Enemy. We're coming on at you. Like, oh, that's how every song. Sure. <laughs> Why mess with greatness? You know? I, 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 I had to laugh the other day. A Houdini track uh, of a performance of them on Soul Train was in my Twitter timeline. Yikes. Oof. Was Houdini like the guy's like, I love basketball. It's my favorite sport. No, like no, no. That's Curtis <laughs> Blow. <laughs> like I said, I respect those guys and H- all they do, but Houdini some of that's corny, dude. Houdini was a group. Yeah, okay, okay, my bad. My the bad. Freaks Come Out at Night. I love that song. That's Houdini. The Freaks Come Out at Night. The Freaks Come Out at Night. That's yep. a great song, that's Troy. Houdini. Oh, my God. All right, cool. Cool. Dude, right. you're the man, uh, dude. You know, I try. <laughs> K-State basketball tomorrow. The Wildcats are in Morgantown. Ooh. Well, what remains of the roster <laughs> and 
coaching staff. Uh, one o'clock for the tip-off coverage at noon tomorrow with Wyatt Vision here on uh, News Radio KMAN. That's followed by the Chiefs and Broncos here. K State women's basketball tomorrow evening, 5 30, begins the coverage on Sunny 1025 tomorrow night Ooh. as they look to move to 3 and 0 you know on the campaign. When they come back, we got to get, get tickets to see them. They are killing people. Oh, they are so good, and they deserve our uh, our support. Absolutely. Then, uh, let's see here. High school basketball is coming up next. Yeah. Mitch is on hand as t- Manhattan High takes on Highland Park. Girls game first, boys game to follow. Scoreboard Saturday, of course, coming up tomorrow morning at 8 here on News Radio Ouch. KMAN. I'm out next week, so you, uh, you you're gonna be called upon to you know run the board. No, no, I'm no, no, the no, board, no, baby, no, baby. no, 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 no. Yeah, you're, you're you're gonna be called upon to make sure you keep Mitch off balance. <laughs> Deal. Oh wait, that's every day. Never ah, mind. Ah. All right, <laughs> folks. Deal. Have a great weekend. Have a great week next week. I will see you in two.